Hello, Guardians. Today is April 28th, 2023. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Another week in Season of the Defiance down, and another week of Destiny 2 news. Thank you guys so much for coming through and and choosing Destiny Digest on your podcast platforms of choice. Real quick thing before we start jumping into the news. Huge thank you to Thunderstorm117, who had this to say via Apple Podcasts with their five-star review. Awesome show that provides consistent and up-to-date coverage of Destiny 2. A big highlight is the guest conversations. I don't know how Dan does it, but he always finds interesting guests for the show. Definitely check it out if you're a Destiny lifer or a new light for the Lightfall expansion. Thank you so much, Thunderstorm. If you'd like to have your review read on the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. It's free and worth it. Speaking of guest conversations, we have one today with Jarv that we will cover after this round of news. This week started off with Hotfix 7.0.5.1 arriving on Tuesday, April 25th. The hotfix brought with it a few tweaks here and there, such as adjusting brightness and flashing in the Daughters of Oryx encounter. They fixed an issue where gauntlets would not equip when changing loadouts. They also fixed an issue where opening the loadout menu could cause Destiny 2 to crash. For gameplay, they fixed an issue where making changes to the weapons in an inventory after selecting a weapon to reshape would not automatically update to the item in the reshape slot. And... They fixed an issue where too many particle effects in certain areas on Neptune would cause Destiny 2 to crash. I know that's been a huge issue on at least PlayStation 5. I'm unsure if that affected uh, Xbox consoles as well. But I was running around on Neo Muna this morning. I didn't run into any crash issues. So here's hoping that's all subsided. On Wednesday, we received the Guardian Games Are Back blog post. That's right, Guardian Games Are Back from May 2nd all the way to May 23rd, which is the first day of Season of the Deep. Be sure to represent your class as well. I know there's a bunch of cool gear on the line, especially uh, I saw somebody on Reddit mention that the Titan helmet looked like Beats by Bray, and I can't get that (coughs) out of my head. But Dan, how do we win the games? Well, let me tell you. According to the post, the class that deposits the most medallions will be crowned winner For the day, yes, medallions are your most important currency for the event, and you will earn them in a variety of ways. Activities that award you low-tier bronze or silver medallions include Gambit and Quick Play Crucible matches, anything from Vanguard playlists, as well as most Neptune activities and Defiant Battlegrounds. For high-tier gold and platinum medallions, play Nightfalls, Raids, Dungeons, Competitive Crucible, Trials of Osiris, or Legend Defiant Battlegrounds. Contender cards, which are purchased for a thousand glimmer, also award gold medallions. You can only carry two contender cards at a time, one for strikes and gambit, and another for focus on the crucible. Platinum cards award platinum medallions, and those cost 1,500 glimmer each. Just like contender cards, you can carry two of these at a time, one for strikes and gambit, and one for crucible. Now, as you make your way across the core playlists of the game, you'll have an opportunity to earn two weapons. From this event. Returning to this Guardian Games is the Tidal Void SMG with new perks, including fan favorite Repulsor Brace. The new featured Guardian Games weapon is the Terra Zippos. 
the first legendary Strand Scout Rifle. It's a lightweight frame and has amazing perk combinations like... And then they don't tell you in the article, because why would they? It's not in D2 Foundry. I went ahead and looked. Strike scoring will be returning to playlists split between the Guardian Games Ops playlist and the Guardian Games Ops competitive playlist. And we will also see a new version of Supremacy launching back into the game. God, I've missed Supremacy. Where you can match make into a team comprised only by your class. So according to the article, if you're a hunter and you have five other hunters, you'll face a team of warlocks or titans. Every guardian that falls will leave a class branded crest behind. And collecting those is the key to win each match. No matter if they are dropped by a defeated enemy or a fallen comrade, this is kill confirmed, essentially in Destiny 2. One of my favorites, Supremacy has been gone for quite some time, way back in Destiny 2. This is for the old heads out there. It used to be in the quick play playlist, but it was heavily weighted so you'd get Supremacy, Supremacy, Clash, Supremacy, 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 <laughs> Control, Supremacy, Supremacy. You get the picture. It was, it was a lot. Uh, I'm glad to see it back. One of my favorite game modes in the game. Up for grabs with Guardian Games, we will have the champ title. So if you grind into that, you'll be able to earn that. And the Reveler title will be available for the first time after completing four of the yearly special events. The Guardian Games Cup returns, where teams will be raising money for Direct Relief and International Rescue Committee. I'll be putting the link to the article in the show notes if you're looking to get more info on the event. This week at Bungie, they touch on Guardian Games Return. They have a Trials map vote between Rusted Lands Convergence and the beloved Disjunction map. I'm wondering how many folks went ahead and voted for that map just to troll everybody, but I don't wish that on anyone. We also got a look at some upcoming Strand updates. I'm going to go ahead and read this full section directly from the TWAB because I feel like it's important. Sandbox team here to make a patch notes clarification and provide a quick preview of an ability balance article we'll be posting next week. We wanted to provide more clarity on the change to ashes to assets and hands on armor mods in the patch notes we released after update 7.0.5.0 went live earlier this week. Our patch notes made it sound like when both the ashes to assets and hands on were equipped, only one of those mods will work. In reality, these mods can still be used at the same time, and the change here is that defeating an enemy specifically with the grapple melee will no longer double dip and count as both a grenade and melee kill. This change was made to make the grapple melee consistent with how other abilities in the game interact with these mods. On the subject of strand abilities, we're generally happy with how strand is performing, and we're continuing to monitor data and player sentiment as we move forward. We'll be balancing Strand over time, but in the short term, we're making some Strand changes in Season 21 as part of a larger Ability Balance Pass. Today, we'll give you a preview. For Grapple, reduced base cooldown from 105 seconds to 82 seconds. Reduce the minimum time between Grapple activations from 2.5 to 0.02 seconds. That's huge. I can't wait for that change. For Traversal, for taking on enemies, it's going to be great. Strand Hunter for the Threaded Spike increased damage versus PvE combatants by around 55%. They also increased the projectile travel range before beginning to return to the player by 30%. They slightly reduced speed of the dart as it returns to the player to make catching it easier. And they increased energy gain for catching the dart based on the number of enemies hit. The Threaded Spike will also now 
Pierce Cabal Failing Shields. Huge moves across the board there and really looking forward to that patch next week. If we can get a drum roll, please. The exotic ornament winner is Witherward with 45% of the vote. Sorry to all you folks out there who are praying for Izanagi's burden. I feel for you. Before we get into this conversation with Jarv, a couple of things. Congratulations to Zemo for being the world's first at completing the whole of Root of Nightmares solo flawless. That's huge. That's amazing feat. Also, if you haven't checked it out yet, Datto recently put out a video called You Don't Know Anything About Game Engines. There's been a lot of talk and speculation on Twitter, on Reddit, about Destiny 2 needing a new... It needs a new engine, man. And we just need Destiny 3 already. If you, if you have any interest in this conversation, I highly recommend that you watch this video. Uh, I put it at 1.5 speed <laughs> to, to listen to it my first time. Uh, it's not that long of a video. It's probably like 25 minutes. But uh, Datto goes through several talking points that I think are integral to understanding uh, what these arguments from the side of just, just change things, man, uh, what that actually means in game development. If you're going to change from the Tiger engine from Destiny 2 to something like the Unreal engine that Epic puts out, both of those come with their own baggage. Both of them come with their own limitations. The quick and the short of it, it's not just that easy. I will say if you're interested in game dev, as a layman, I watched the Psych Odyssey documentary put out by Double Fine. That went through their entire creative process from inception to ship of the game Psychonauts 2. I think that does a really good job of highlighting some of the challenges, not only of designing game levels, but also like dealing with what you can do in engine, especially in the early episodes. It's about 20 hours long across 30 episodes. And I think there's a movie in there that highlights uh, this thing that they do called Amnesia Fortnite, where they design uh, games within the engine. It's just a really interesting watch. I highly recommend everybody go and, and do that. Now, without any further ado, a conversation with Jarv. So, Jarv, yes. welcome to Destiny Digest. How are you today, buddy? I'm good. It's actually a, a sensible time for me. Yeah. It's yeah, not I'm, like three o'clock in the morning. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. That's that's kind of what I built into the show. I was like, people from the UK, 3 p.m. is going to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. <laughs> yeah. It's good for me. It's good for you. We're not staying up super late. And then trying to like slog through the next day. So I'm just yeah, glad to have you. Keep those energy levels going. It's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to keep the energy levels going, or else, or else everything falls apart. And I mean, you got a family, <laughs> so yeah, it's like a whole other thing. How many kids do you have now? Uh, two. Uh, my youngest was six yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, we sang happy birthday on stream and blew out candles on the cake with chat. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's quite a humble moment. Um, but he's not 100% today, uh, gotcha. so he's been sleeping a lot today. Bit of burnout, I think. Mm -hmm. Busy week. Um, Stimulation. Yeah, so he'll probably stay home tomorrow, but mm -hmm. oh, bless him. <laughs> so you've been streaming on YouTube, right? Yeah, so mm -hmm. I stream like at least once a week on on YouTube, ISP and server and bungee servers permitting yeah obviously. <laughs> <laughs> how are you finding the experience over on youtube yeah good um it's a whole 
different vibe, I think, community-wise mm -hmm. on, on YouTube. When you build, like, your community on a platform, it's very easy to kind of engage with that. I feel like it allows you to build a different relationship with your community than you otherwise would have. If mm -hmm. I was tried to split that across multiple platforms, whilst there's benefits of doing that in the long run, possibly, because you're kind of diversifying, you're spreading risk and kind of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it allows you to kind of build a, a, a large but close um, uh, community, which I feel like we have. Like the amount of regulars that you see, and even like week in, week out, new faces too, um, is kind of expected of me now to be mm -hmm. there every tuesday so when i'm not for one reason or another it's like oh my tuesdays aren't the same anymore <laughs> Charles, <laughs> not here. well and you're climbing into the I'm, the the two hundred thousand range for community mm. like how how do you feel about that i still don't get it like <laughs> like when you start this journey right like the sub number is the only number that you kind of focus on in the early days. And mm -hmm. as you spend more time with it, you realize that's actually the results of everything else that you put into it. So your views, your watch time, the engagement on your videos, and those are, and that is the end result. But that isn't what Mark, you know, that, that number isn't what tells you whether you're successful or not, right? right. It isn't, my sub number isn't what allows me to eat beans on toast every day, right? It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when that number gets to kind of numbers that I just even didn't even think was achievable, not just for me personally, but like you have to remember, like like you said, I've, I'm a I'm a dad gamer. I've got yeah. two kids. I'm married. I'm like, and there was years that went by where I was kind of like, oh, I wish I'd done this ten years ago. I wish I'd done this ten years ago. And I was just like, I could be saying this for ten years and still regret it. Like, let's just mm -hmm. do something about it. Um, and then that's where that whole kind of like catalyst to trying to go all in on the journey kind of happened. And like a hundred k, felt like it came quite quickly. Um, the pandemic probably had something to do with that, with just so many people being at home and consuming content. And I kind of just put my ugly mug in that frame. <laughs> same. Um, Big same. Yeah. So like, it. <laughs> I guess that's one of the positives like, for me that came out of that whole situation that the world found themselves in. And it's just been trying to continue that momentum as everything else has kind of got back to normal. This mm -hmm. is my new normal now, right? So now you, now you say we're hitting like close to 200K. Like I look up there, I've got the plaque on the wall for 100K. That's, that's my inspiration every day I walk in. Mm -hmm. and it's like, we just, we just doubled that number in nearly 18 months. It's just like, I just if you asked me five years ago, I'd be sat here with, with the kind of numbers that you mentioned, I'd be like, nah, you, you t you're taking the mic, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're putting my leg. There's well, absolutely no way. Well, I've, and knowing you for years and working mm. with you on various projects and like having you as a guest on like PD and everything, like it's not, it's not a surprise to me because you're, you're like putting the work in and you're doing uh, solid service for the Destiny community, not only with your This Week at Bungie's, which I happen to watch every week. <laughs> I'm one of those views. And, uh, <laughs> like, you, you're just, like, you're just a really solid dude with a solid work ethic. And it's not unsurprising at all to see you, like, climbing into that. Yeah, the early days were definitely the hardest. Because, yeah, like, it was, like, that's it's the side hustle that yeah. you have a passion for, right? And I work nights, four on, four off, so juggling family four hours sleep, trying to get videos, trying to make videos that I can post while I'm at work, trying mm -hmm. to be clever with it. Literally, there wasn't it. Even now I sit here, there's never enough hours in the day. Yeah. I think back and think, I, I just did the impossible. Like it, <laughs> it's, 
it just didn't seem achievable which is why probably you know other creators that or aspiring creators that kind of find themselves in a similar scenario kind of don't always commit because mm -hmm. they have all these other responsibilities that life throws at you um so i'm very blessed to have the support structure to allow me to, to go all in uh, and here we are heck yeah speaking of this week mm. of destiny that's kind of been your bread and butter for a long time <laughs> and 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 something that like like i said it's a it's a good informational tool for things that are coming up um and uh, we've talked about that at length on on other shows about mm. uh how you how you came about doing that but like how are you finding it in what what year in destiny are we now it's like year We're officially year six. Oh, year six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Year six. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. So this week in Destiny, I started that in July. <laughs> Gotta be a it's about 18, I've been doing it about eighteen months at least. Mm -hmm. And that definitely changed the trajectory of the of my channel um and where it was heading. So and that's it's quite nice to have those kind of like um consistent pieces of content that people can expect mm -hmm. from you whether that be a Zer thing or a this week in destiny because like i've told you previously like i was streaming on a tuesday and then everyone comes in your chat and they ask you what's the nightfall what's the weapon yeah what's the raid all this and i'd spend four hours in a sh on stream telling everyone all this information and it's like i just why don't I just make a video yeah, like i'm sat here video. i know it <laughs> yeah it's just like make a video We'll put it out on a Monday and mm -hmm. it kind of sets people up for the week. So that's kind of where the idea came from. And it's now kind of twid, as mm -hmm. my community call it, is now very much as a staple within the Java community, Destiny community, which is, it's nice to have something associated with you. Like when mm -hmm. you think of creators, like obviously Bife is very law and obviously Mylin, Asticross was originally PVP and then he diversified quite a lot. Um, houndish heavily on news you know people have reasons to go to creators for different things and i like to think that's kind of my my thing um so yeah i don't know like <laughs> year six i mean a lot of people ask how you get the information but bungie and destiny just works on the rotation so once mm -hmm. you know the rotation which admittedly takes a bit of time yeah. sometimes um it's not as hard as you think but it's it's just being prepared to put in the time to find the information, really, because it's kind of all scattered all over the place. Mm -hmm. But um, I started, it into I started that. a Google calendar that just right. like that that runs everything Same. through and is like, okay, <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. I know what I'm doing this week. <laughs> Literally, it hits Monday, and then like the next row highlights red, and then it's yeah. like, cool. These these are what's up. Yeah, and like even like um, the retribution mission. Like, mm -hmm. I was sitting through, and I've kind of got a good grip on what Bungie like to think as content for the week, whether mm -hmm. that be like a bonus ranks thing, Grandmaster Nightfalls, Master Raids kind of thing. And I'm mapping this out week on week. And I know Guardian Games, I originally had that as a two-week event. Mm -hmm. And then when I went back over the, the dates, I was like, oh, it's three weeks, obviously. Three mm -hmm. weeks. So I, re I readjusted my calendar. I was like, okay, there's still a gap, though, and there's still a quest that hasn't come in. Are they really going to drop a quest on top of a free event? And I sat there for ages going, I, I've never seen them do that before. I just mm -hmm. don't know why they would. And I was like, that quest is this week then, isn't it? Like, and then it's, uh, that's why I kind of went on the season finale. People mm -hmm. were like, clickbait, clickbait. And I was, I'm sitting there going, please be but the quest this week. But <laughs> it's an educated guest, damn it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> everything, everything points to yes. Um, and when no one could get logged in, I'm, I'm like sat there for 10 hours at home going, 
please, please. be the crown. <laughs> well, Thanks. Thankfully, I was uh, I was right. You were right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how are you feeling about Destiny lately? Like, how are you liking Season of the Defiance? How are you liking uh, uh, Lightfall? Um, mate, I can put Lightfall down. Yeah. Not, like, like story aside, because I feel like that's kind of being a dead horse. But like the actual Des- the way that Destiny felt to play. Like it's the most fun I've had in Destiny in a quite a while. Like mm-hmm. Strand actually is so fun, like ridiculously fun. Um I'm heavily into PvE. Um I'm just a detriment to any team in PvP, so I don't <laughs> put anyone else through it, let alone myself. Um but yeah, like I was I was generally having a lot of fun with it. Um I thought like the strikes were good, like the the weekly missions were good in, in Neomuna. Neomuna as a destination is quite mm-hmm. unique in the sense. Um so there was a lot of good there. And then, yeah, Season of Defiance feels light, but that that was my kind of expectation yeah. of a season alongside an expansion. That's kind of generally how they are, right? That's what we it's know this. To be. Un- yeah, undying. because you don't want it to take away from what was supposed to be a uh, a great story, right? That's generally the idea: is that the DLC is the main main sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're not going to go and you mean you might go for your fries first, <laughs> right? But like kind of the uh the extra side isn't it that's what the season is all about it's a little little thing on the side and it kind of was that um battlegrounds i mean it's shattered realms isn't yeah. it really that's what they are kind of thing i don't dislike that um i feel like they're okay mm-hmm. i wouldn't like to see them as nightfalls though i, I feel like oh buddy do i have a <laughs> do i have an oceanfront property in arizona to sell you because <laughs> that's probably what's gonna happen oh <laughs> uh, no please um what excites me is is like when they hear about like season of the deep and bungie talked about you know they acknowledge shadow realms they acknowledge mm-hmm. battlegrounds and they are kind of templates for seasonal pieces of content and they kind of lean into the fact that next season is going to be something a bit fresh something different we know we haven't got the paradigm of the vendor and all that kind of stuff so it is going to be different uh but it it also gives me hope that we might actually play something different as well. Mm-hmm. Even if it becomes a new template for something uh, that we see maybe once or, you know, once a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. We don't really have like a hordish mode really in Destiny. Like, I've, yeah. The, like, I think Reckoning was probably the closest we ever got to it, right? Prison of Elders for a bit. Um, but in Destiny 2, it's, it's, been a, it's been quite a while. But in terms, yeah, this season yeah enjoyed it at the very start very good mm-hmm. and then it's kind of waned off i think guiding games is coming at the right time yeah uh, and i don't know if you know but seasons are very much 12 weeks long now not 15 mm-hmm. and i feel that's really good that i think that feels like a good thing yeah because 15 weeks i feel like the gaps are too long between maybe the end of a story and like the next key narrative milestone that we kind of start tapping into so yeah Feels like there's a reason to log in every week at the moment, whether that be bonus ranks, XP, and whatnot. Yeah, Se- season of the plunder suffered from that like 15 weeker kind of like, okay, we just got to get through this <laughs> kind of momentum. Yeah. I really like that season though. Mm-hmm. Like when it started, like Catch Crash. Like I, I even tweeted like, has anyone not realised that Catch Crash is basically menagerie, but exactly. fall, like fallen themed, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically what it was. Like you say, it was it was one of those seasons that's quite front loaded. 
mm-hmm. and you know and to be fair like the reception of serif at the beginning was was relatively poor right mm-hmm. and i tweeted going here we go again the seasonal <laughs> cycle you know what i mean let's give it time it's like a fine wine and it ends up being like the best season of the year five like yeah. and it, sometimes seasons do mature like a fine wine i can't say season, season of defiance is that um but yeah i actually didn't mind yeah plunder was all right haunted didn't really grab my attention i'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of that i'm not a big fan of leviathan generally but mm-hmm. that's just me Everyone's too much gold in, it's too gaudy for me yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's just a public event style activities don't really engage me as much as say like an actual activity that you load mm-hmm. into kind of thing um i think the best kind of mm, non-match made activity i mean terminal overload is pretty cool but now there's no reason to run it because they nerf the the cheese so the mm. chest cheese so i don't know it does feel like there needs to be like a, a a couple more ways to get red borders or to increase your red border chance out of those chests in that activity or elsewhere on neomuna um after they after they busted that uh yeah, and, and those and those activities have exclusive weapons associated to them, depending on where the activity is taking place, right? Mm-hmm. And those aren't craftable. So if you if you want a good one, you might get it in year six. Um, I can't guarantee it though. You know, it's. <laughs> I mean, I can't make a video on that. The fastest way to farm that yet. I mean, it's just not going to happen, is it? There's no fastest way to farm yeah. anything on the Amuna at the moment. <laughs> Let's be real. So. Yeah, they pull um, the brakes on it quite a bit. I, I'm yeah. Fine. I'm finding myself this season. So I I just hit Paragon. Cool. I hit all my boxes. I have a couple more weapons that I need to craft uh, doing Ron runs. But I am at the point of the season where I'm like, and I'm checked out already. Like I mm. the next three weeks, I don't know if I'll participate in Guardian games. Maybe. But like it is something that there's so many games coming in the next two weeks specifically that are pulling my attention that it's like do I want to experience those or do I want to help hunters win in games, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm, I think there is a lot of games coming out um, yeah. next couple of weeks. Guardian Games isn't my most favorite free event. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think Solstice probably takes that. Um, what's probably going to pull me into Guardian Games is the new seal champ but also i'll be able to get the reveler seal as well mm-hmm. or title which for doing all the events over the last 12 months so there's a so i want to tick those boxes mm-hmm. um i'm intrigued with the class-based matchmaking in supremacy that was returning for the event um i actually enjoy supremacy yeah uh, when but it's not been in d2 yet so it'd be oh, interesting well, to see if they it had been in d2 had it it was in d2 yeah, it was in year one and two, and it was heavily weighted. So it was one of those activities, like, you would play Supremacy and then Clash, and then Supremacy, 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 and then Clash. <laughs> and so, like... I, I I went through all my footage, I'm like, this this, this didn't exist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> tells you how much I play PvP. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued to give it a try. It's mm-hmm. quite good that they've kind of created a pvp side to guardian games um whereas before it's mostly been weighted to the strike scoring the thresholds mm-hmm. and those kinds of things so it is good i'm not sure that's the crucible change everyone was hoping for though let's be real um right. but something's better than nothing i guess at this stage mm-hmm. 
But yeah, next week we have uh, Guardian Games coming through. Mm. Like like we touched on Supremacy. Um, who are you rooting for this year? Uh, well, I'm a warlock. Um, <laughs> but that's, I mean, I'm not yeah. going to point my finger at my community. But every year I, I, I vote, I ask my community to vote on what I play as for the next calendar year. And it's been warlock two years back to back. So yeah. I'll be committing to the warlock game. Um, you know, I did say in my This Week in Destiny video, you know, it'd be nice to see Titans do it, you know, as, mm-hmm. as you know. Lance been a voice actor for uh, Commander Zavala, but Lance did run as a warlock, so mm-hmm. I'm very much sticking with that. Um, so you're covering your so bases, is what you're saying? I'm I'm running. I'm doing. I'm, I'm rooting for warlocks, and it's for I'm doing it for Lance. Yeah. Heck yeah. We'll have supremacy, so that's kill confirmed. Coming into the game, we we touched on that a little bit earlier, and then alongside this, they are adding the Guardians game cup mm. returning which is their charity initiative that is going to benefit uh, not only the Bungie Foundation, or not only Direct Relief, but also the International Res- Rescue Committee. Are you going to be setting up like a uh, community um, team for that? Uh, most likely. I know mm-hmm. that, that that blog literally probably dropped about an hour before <laughs> before we sat in here. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm not in the team, but yeah. I'm sure the, uh, the clan and the team are probably sorting something out. Um, it makes sense. Um, because last year I was in the Guardian Games Cup. I think a lot of the feedback was that and I think it was 40 odd teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the general consensus is not everyone felt like they were included within that mm. because it was kind of just those teams. Um, so it's cool that it's now available to everyone. I think that's a good change mm-hmm. and it's for a great cause and it's win win all around in that sense for everyone. So yeah, I'll definitely be taking part and also donating as well. Heck yeah. Through the end of the season, what are you most looking forward to completing in Destiny 2? You can't really complete anything in Destiny 2, can you? But <laughs> like, do you? <laughs> it's a set going. It's it's never ending, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I could I literally could set a target today. Like I think one thing I look at my my titles that I've got in game and a lot of them have maybe one triumph that I need to finish. Like, Disciple Slay, I just need to do the non-challenge challenges to finish that. So I could do mm-hmm. that in a single raid run. I just need to get kills with Queensguard weapons. So I could just run Val with Queensguard weapons, and it probably knocked two seals out in a single raid, you know. I'm trying to just mop those up, really. That's what I'm kind of doing at the moment. Like, I've got mm-hmm. a solo pit, and I've got a solo fire. Um, one for the uh, Shadow Harbinger. God, mm-hmm. I haven't even got that yet, so I'm going to finish that. <laughs> Um, make videos, don't play the game. That's pretty much uh, <laughs> job in a nutshell. And then, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just mopping up my my seals. I'll get Iron Lord before the week's out, kind mm-hmm. of it, really. And then, like I said earlier, when Guardian Games comes around, I'll get Champ. I try and, I try and guild the event ones in mm-hmm. the hope that there might be a guildable reveler thing, and those guilded previously might contribute towards that. But that's FOMO. I mean, Destiny's full of that, so it might be there, might be not be there. But yeah, that's what that's that's the kind of thing. I, that's my end game chase personally. It's just doing that because, like I say, uh, all the master raid challenges I've done and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the raid exotic, so I'll still run that just to try and get that to get that seal. I just need a chest piece. I've ran Ron every week, and I don't have a chest piece. And the same thing happened to me in Kingslayer. 
I had done everything, but it took me like nine or 12 weeks to get a Smite of Marine. Mm -hmm. I had a harrowed one, but that doesn't count towards the badge. Oh, 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 that's... So if I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did Bungie get bit, drop in this little carrot? Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, nah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. It's got to be a normal one. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm that's doing. Pain. What are you doing, Dan? What's, what's your... I don't think I have anything right now. Um, as I said, like I hit Paragon and that was my checklist. Like I was mm. like, I, I knocked out the solo Spire, Spire of the Watcher last week. Um, did it on stream. It was a lot of fun. And nice. that's about it. I'll be helping people throughout the rest of the season. But I don't really have anything personally. that I've got to do some Vex Caliber helps, actually. Mm -hmm. Well, I got some things coming up with. I was doing like vet scalibur days for mm -hmm. those that don't have it, and then I was kind of raffling off those places. Then, if you have it, mm -hmm. then you have to run it. If you don't have it, then you'll get it at the end, and then each person that runs with me gets an emblem kind of thing. So I've got okay. to do that. So, so we're doing that on Saturday. Um, How are you so yeah, finding that? Yeah, there's a few community pieces. What the the mission? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy it this season? Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I actually quite like it. Um, the only thing that really annoys me is the uh, the first boss, the Hydra, that mm -hmm. keep knocking off, and then Ugh. they keep teleporting back out. The pit? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the mechanics are cool. Mm -hmm. I, I, I quite like it, to be honest. And, you know, and I know the, the boss at the end is quite nostalgic for some, mm -hmm. if you played Pyramidium previously, but I think there's enough variety there to, to make it a, a fun encounter. I, I think it's a good mission, to be fair. Uh, I quite like the whole Vets network aesthetic. I think that's so cool. Mm -hmm. um, I like Hypernet Current. So it's it's good to see that. Because I think that was one of the biggest pieces of feedback on Splicer. It's like, oh, I'd love to have a strike in there. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and so it's, it's it's good that we finally got one. I yeah. actually don't mind that strike. It's probably the easiest GM this season. but Probably. Com <laughs> compared to everything else that's on the, like, on the plate. Up in the Sparrow section. Yeah. I don't yeah. like Sparrow's. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um what was I, I aren't we supposed to be getting a crucible map in the vex network soon too at least this year if not next season right next season's a reprised map okay um from d2 was it one of the returning maps from d2 i want to say it's like one of the mars maps possibly can't remember oh, it's, um it's meltdown sorry no. okay cool. no we're good <laughs> yeah Thank so you, yeah bungee so Bungie are reprising a map next uh, season. So Meltdown's mm -hmm. coming back. Um, everyone's favorite map. Mm -hmm. And then, Actually, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. And then we got, yeah, a Vets Network map mm -hmm. is uh, the following season, I think. Uh, I believe you were right from memory. Could be wrong. Yeah. But I think so. But things can change. Yeah. Always, always. I know we didn't cover this in our <laughs> in our pre-chat, but mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot of conversation about um, a season of the health or a redoing the engine for Destiny going forward. Oh, yes. What are some of your thoughts on, on that? It's really not as easy as that, though, is it? Yeah. Um, it's just changing the engine, you know. And ultimately, like, even if you change the, the engine, then... I mean, Bungie have shown that you can upgrade the existing engine. Mm -hmm. and they've done that. Like, it's Destiny 2 yeah, that we play today. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but there'll be just be periods of time where they 
most of the time it's small little incremental changes to the to the back end right like mm -hmm. people reference them as band-aids and kind of things like that and then it gets to a point where okay they need to do they need to invest into the system so there's got there's a there's a financial pe you know penalty for them to do that so they'll band-aid it because that doesn't necessarily cost them as much mm -hmm. to the point where it becomes a kind of uh, like a, a crossroads where they go we we it's we need to make the investment right and then that's when you get the big leaps forward it's but it's that kind of period between commit how when do they commit to that you know what i mean because really an upgrade to the engine should probably happen pre expansions right mm -hmm. it shouldn't happen post expansions that doesn't make sense because you're as we've seen we've had some of the highest player numbers in destiny 2's like history uh recently over the last couple of months so Whilst that's dropping it off a little bit now, it would make sense to kind of have the system in a better position to support those kind of things. But you know, you see these Destiny Three kind of things. But, but so what do said, you think you know, about this idea of like people saying, okay, so Lightful is kind of a filler expansion? Mm. It kind of does feel like a filler expansion. I'm sorry. Um, what what is like? What if it is a filler expansion so that they can do like a big engine update for Lightful? Uh, if not for, I feel, final, sorry, for final final It all comes down to communication, exist. though, because I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel comms in general uh, have not been as transparent and forthcoming as we've had in the past. Mm. Um, yes. So there's a lot of, you know, that's where this speculative conversation comes from, and then you get like these, uh, you know, you know, lounge developers that have no experience in the industry trying to just you know just tick a box and make it run better you know what i mean it's really not as simple as that no you know, don't understand. um yeah that's that, that, that's yeah i think luke spiff has said previously yeah, whilst he's i don't think he's specifically working on destiny at, mm -hmm. at this moment in time but putting an extra number on the box doesn't really change anything for destiny really no definitely it, not you know because and the light versus darkness saga like if you I watched a video I made like four years ago and it had just loads of like way back when the Activision days were around. It had some mm -hmm. like like leaks and stuff. And I went back and watched that video and, like, and it was talking about, um, you know, the, the Fallen will be allies with some of the Fallen. And at the time that seemed quite plausible because we had had friendly relationships with some of the Fallen up at that point. And it references being allies with the Cabal. But at the time, we just come out of the Red War, and I was like, that doesn't seem possible. And here we yeah. are today. <laughs> Five years on. <laughs> uh, you know, Kyle was very much a key part of the Alliance. And then mm -hmm. there's other things as well in there. And you think that whole thing, watching that video back, I mean, it only got like 2,000 views back then. But like, that was supposed to be, quote unquote, Destiny 3. But actually, what that is, is the Light versus Darkness saga. That's exactly what it is. It's just coming to an end. That's That's... Mm -hmm. Destiny 3 would have only brought that story to an end. So that's all they're kind of doing now. It's whatever's next. I feel like if we want to see that big change in engine that everyone so much desires that kind of feels like it's going to solve all Destiny's problems, then it's going to be on the conclusion of the final shape, in my opinion, because that mm -hmm. just seems like the, the most sensible, you know, stake in the ground that you can put, really. Um, it's just a long time between now and then. Um, mm -hmm. And ultimately, even if you do upgrade the engine, like I said earlier, it's a live service game. So eventually you'll just get to another point where we're going to have to revisit this conversation again. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
I, I know a lot of people have been pointing to like uh, Fortnite changing their engine kind of mid midstream, and like a lot of those changes that. But it was from, an update engine from Unreal, wasn't exactly, it? it exactly, exactly. Yeah, so like, yeah, exactly. From like Unreal. an older engine of Unreal to a new yeah. Unreal engine. Mm-hmm. It's not so like it's a, it's changing a, a from one engine to the next, though, isn't it? Because like if it's an Unreal engine upgrade. They haven't got to recreate all the assets. Right. Exactly. The assets. You know what I mean? They can just apply the new tech to existing assets. I'm always like, oh, look, the game now looks incredible. Yeah. Most graphics isn't what solves all issues, obviously. Yeah. But, like, it's it's easier to transition, right, mm. when it's within system. But yeah, the Tiger Engine is an in-house system. Mm-hmm. It's the one they use to build Halo on, and it's just evolved and been developed since then. So... It's not as simple as that. And as Bungie have said before, it's not about, you can't just take assets and kind of just pull them forward. Mm-hmm. Not as simple as that, as, as much as people sometimes think you just drag a folder, copy and paste it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Nah. Yeah. Don't create a new engine, grab the Destiny 2 game and just mm-hmm. drag it over. It doesn't, it's not as easy as that, unfortunately. It does, like, Destiny is showing a, a bit of its age, just I, I think in like some of the server things that we're seeing lately. Like mm-hmm. like you had mentioned earlier, Jarv, you're like depending mm. on God will, God willing on the ISP and and the Bungie servers. It does feel like those are kind of taking more of a hit. Um, the longer Destiny goes on, yeah, I think a conversation I had with with Houndish yesterday actually was there were elements previously where where Bungie were a little bit more transparent about some of the technical issues when it came to some of the activities and some of the reasons behind some of the decisions they made. Examples would be like the battlegrounds, why combatants were teleporting around due to lack of bandwidth. Mm-hmm. So many combatants at any one time. And then you've got like kinetic weapons now having infinite primary ammo. So there's less primary ammo crates on the ground to reduce the amount of things in instance because that was causing issues, which is why we no longer have war mine cells, which is why no, mm-hmm. we no longer have wells uh, and things like that because those all require bandwidth and then that's a forever issue because until they change the system or upgrade the system or or improve it right that's why we don't have or haven't officially ever had a 12-man activity because of all the additional stuff it's not just about putting 12 guardians in the same place Mm -hmm. you could probably do that we've proven in the past we could do that right but like it's everything else that goes with that you need to have the, the combatant density would have to go up and all the additional things in instance, like orbs of power and all that would have to go up as well. And the game just can't support it. But the, what blows my mind is obviously Bungie previously, like I said, were quite forthcoming with the reasons for some decisions. And it, it just occurred to me, like, imagine working for Bungie as a dev, having an absolutely sick idea and presenting it in this incredible like presentation Blowing everyone's mind and just being like, yeah, we can't do that, though, because the system can't handle it. Yeah. There must be so many concepts and ideas that have been put forward from the incredible minds that work there, and they just, they're just still on the shelf because of where we are and mm-hmm. where the game is um, and things like that. Or, or, or they have been able to put something like it into the game, but it's always a compromise, mm-hmm. right? We'll never know that, but if we're frustrated as gamers with how the game's performing as a consumer product, like imagine being a de- developer having these incredible ideas and potentially not being able to even produce them mm-hmm. in the way that you want to or how you visualize them. 
because the system's kind of holding you back as well. Because yeah. if it's holding us back as gamers, it's definitely holding them back as devs. Let's not be, you know, let's not be around the bush there. Yeah. So must, the frustration is definitely going to be shared, but they won't share that. But yeah. I imagine as a dev, I would be very frustrated. I know. So I, I watched something within the last few months and I highly recommend everybody watch it. If you're like interested at all in game development. Um, have you seen... Uh, the Double Fine documentary Psych Odyssey yet? No, I haven't seen that. Okay. So it goes... Double Fine made uh, Psychonauts 2 from 2015. I think it launched in like 2021, late 2021. Um, and that... It's a 30-hour documentary, free on YouTube. You can watch it on on uh, their channel. But it covers from inception of idea all the way to shipping. Uh, even during the pandemic. And so, yeah. And so like, but in there, while it is not Bungie, I think it does speak to some of maybe the issues of like you, what you're pointing to. It's like, you have this great idea for something and then you go to produce it. And because of technical limitations of how things are built, you're not able to push it as push the idea as far as it, as it needs to go in order to, to hit the mark that you had intended. And so then yeah. you have to kind of decide what to do from there. Um, I don't know. It made it made me not envy a, a game dev's <laughs> yeah. career. It, like on on that end, their crafting table, I tell you, must be stacked. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for that. Yeah, Seth, do you have any anything to add? No, I mean you guys kind of covered it. I didn't want to interrupt for most of it, so I didn't really add anything. But I do agree with the part that like usually seasons that follow or that are along mm-hmm. a new DLC tend to be very light, especially since um, Witch Queen. I mean, even even Beyond Light was a bit light. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something that they do now because we Undying. all remember Undying. Yeah, yeah was, Undying was that was uh, the one that that kicked it right. Well, Undying mm-hmm. had a lot had a lot stacked against it. To be fair, mm-hmm. so it's kind of not fully its fault, um, but it was like a heavy, like a triumph-heavy season with two weeks cut off of it, and so people kind of got frustrated with that. And it was a new system, and it was like yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Um, I wanted to add though about the communication thing that that was brought up a little bit. I think that Benji, ever since like the last few months or so, like there's there's very specific moments that I think we can pinpoint to that I'm not going to bring up again, mm-hmm. but that if people have followed what's been happening um there's been like very specific events and moments where Bungie has kind of decided to take a step back from communications compared to what it used to be they used to be very open they used to be very very um communicative and very like talking back and forth with the community or trying to explain to the community why things were happening or why things were a certain way and then a few specific events that we all know about i would assume or if not google it i guess um, kind of happened and then Bungie kind of decided to just take a step back, which is un- understandable with what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the things, but I-, I do want to point out because a lot of people that only play Destiny in the community and don't really play other games don't really realize sometimes is that compared to a lot of other companies, Bungie we get a lot. still is very communicative. <laughs> when you compare it to like Blizzard, Oh my god, it's open book almost. Um <laughs> and like the other company people are gonna point out and be like, Oh yeah, like, well, 
um, I think it's Respawn that does Apex. Respawn is communicative and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, Respawn kind of decided to go the same way that Bungie was doing. Like, they decided to take that basic basis of conversation with their player base and um, use that. They got inspiration from Bungie, right? Mm-hmm. And so we do have to, I, I think that we do need to recognize that, yes, they take, they've taken a step back 100%, but they are still fairly communicative compared to many of their companies. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to like add a little bit onto that because I don't want people to think like, oh no, they don't talk anymore. Yeah, they don't talk yeah. as much. I, but I feel like as well. There. I feel I feel like as well where they've created Destiny Two team right, and um, other than maybe Joe Blackburn, like communication only goes through like it doesn't come through the CM's kind of personal Twitter handles right. or no, Reddit it, or anything like that. that. They're very much like it's either a blog post in TWAB or it's Joe. <laughs> yeah. Or it's on D2 yeah. teams, right? Which is normally just, again, either quote retweeting or or bringing forward a conversation kind of thing. They've definitely streamlined that because mm-hmm. communication was coming through multiple channels. And then it's hard, right? Because then if you drip feed a bit of information out, it's taken as gospel regardless of the source. So if you mm-hmm. condense the sources, then, you know, at least whatever messages we do get, yeah. we can, you know... We can trust. Well, we trust it. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's it's just a it's a singular feed for all of us to kind of go and find find that information from. I, I think, yeah, and- yeah. I think it's also because, like I said, with the specific events that happen, yeah. unfortunately, um, it, we it all know what like we all know yeah. what ended up happening and how it kind of affected a lot of people at Bungie. Mm-hmm. And so I think they did have to take a step back for like to protect their employees. Yeah. I'd, like it, that would literally, that's literally what it was, right? It was to protect their employees. And so they decided to kind of concentrate everything on that one Twitter mm-hmm. account. I don't know if, I, I believe they still answer stuff on Reddit. Don't quote me on that. They I don't, do. They do. Yeah. There, I don't go often a, enough on Reddit for that. There's a, uh, I, be, I believe that there's a team account that they answer through, through there as well. That way it's, okay, they, it's they one created unified, that? Okay. yeah, it's one unified voice. Rather than okay. uh, rather than it being like Cosmo showing up, even though like Cosmo does post post on stuff, um, mm. I, I think it's interesting okay. seeing specifically what they choose to speak on now. Like it's it's not that we get less information; it's that we like it's it is coming from one source, so it can seem like less. Um, and then when we've had community drama points, like uh, the leak situation that popped up in the last couple of weeks, um, yep. that was something that. Um, they they commented on. I I have my disagreements about <laughs> about maybe how public. Yeah, that we're should not going to judge that really, uh, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 like maybe that shouldn't have been as public. But then again, maybe I I don't know all of the circumstances or the timelines concerning who posted what and when. So like, I it was. Uh, but they they decided to post that as as a line in the sand almost, where mm. like. They still are being communicative. It just doesn't seem as maybe personable because it doesn't come from individual accounts. And mm. I can see the I can see like maybe that being uh, a perceived uh, lack of communication instead mm-hmm. of like people actually seeing that oh it's the same amount of communication it's just all in one place. Yeah. Cool. 
That doesn't explain the, mis the missing patch notes, but I know what you mean. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that had to have been a uh, stack of paper somewhere weird. that somebody just kind I of I think found. someone was just on annual leave and it was in their <laughs> inbox. And they were like, oh! <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta get those out there. We gotta get them. I, f I forgot to forward these to you. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm, on, I'm at the airport. Here you go. Um, oh, yeah, gosh. I mean, that's a mishap, but yeah. I just hope that doesn't become a thing. I think mm -hmm. it was just... Yeah. I just hope it's just a one one off thing because it's nothing from a player like you don't want to log into a game but like what's this build not working mm -hmm. and then we have to i mean the descriptions on things in the game are non-descriptive non-descriptive anyway when in terms of how much it does mm -hmm. how long it lasts you know what a moderate amount of with, time what it does yeah exactly with. so we have, and we got nowhere to go to test this stuff so it's just it's, we just spend hours and then it's like I mean, there's a lot more of us than there are them, to, and, and so it, we found out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But it's just it, sh it shouldn't be a thing. Like it should be like, yeah, these are the patch notes. Yeah, that's no, how it's I always. Agree. That's how it's that's how it's always been. So it shouldn't be any different, really. Mm -hmm. Um, outside of that, I think that's a show. Jarv, why don't you tell the fine folks at home where they can find you on the internet, sir? You can find me at youtube.com um, forward slash at Jarv, or just search Jarv. On, this, uh, on YouTube and you find me, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, that's where you find me mostly. Uh, like Dan said, we are fast approaching. We are well on our way to 200k. That's, mm -hmm. that's the saying in the uh, in the community at the moment, so that's good. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash jarvenus. Same on Twitch, although I haven't streamed on there in a year, but <laughs> people still following me on there i've got two nearly two thousand followers on twitch and i haven't been live in a year so Look, i might need to change that at some point you're probably better off <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah, okay. wow look i'm gonna i'm gonna re reevaluate my year look as no, long I'm as you're not as long as it's not kick i'm sure you're fine <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll stick to streaming on youtube yeah. stick with the devil you know exactly <laughs> uh yeah that's that's where you find me mostly and then people's and then people's Twitch chats. Yeah, my name's Danfinity. You can find me on Twitter, the Instagram, and the TikTok at Danfinity, where the eyes are else. You can also find me on Twitch three days a week, twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity, helping guardians out in in-game activities. If you'd like to support the show, please remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithm. If you want to support the show monetarily, $3 a month helps keep the lights on over here at coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All the links are in the notes for the show. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you find what you're grinding for. <laughs>